and I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to GrishaCast, episode 158. In this episode, we will be discussing Hellbent chapters 22 through 25. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grisha first. A world created by our personal wheel walker, the Bardugo. Moisaviani Caster. Hello. Hi. Hi. Cities. We have them. <laughs> Cities, we have them. Yes, we do. Uh, mm-hmm. First, we have Tartu, Estonia. Ooh, thank you. Yeah. And next, we're going to Bled, Slovenia. Woo. Yay. Thank you, listeners thank out you. there doing a world tour. Oh. <laughs> bringing it. Grisha Cast world tour. Mm-hmm. Goodness. <laughs> well, it has, um, it's been really, I've found a lot of excitement in getting back into reading Hellbent. So just saying. Yes. Yes. You yes. sound a little like <laughs> scared. Are you okay? <laughs> no, I am. I had this moment where I was reading it like, have I read this before? And that does that typically doesn't happen to me. Um and then I had to remind myself, yes. Right. I have. Mm-hmm. But like there were things that I didn't catch or didn't remember from my first reading. So um it was actually good to read it and start to remember because it's been a while so yes. it was like okay there's a lot like that i um i agree i think reading it a second time like this time i'm definitely more focused um yeah. the first time i was just so excited to read it i was like read. yeah yeah exactly so same yeah we're catching a lot more and yeah i'm just excited we hadn't I feel like, I'm like, we haven't read a book together in a while, um, just because we were covering the show for so long. And yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited. I kind of forgot about how how much I really enjoyed reading this book. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're getting into the juicy bits. But um, before we get to those juicy bits, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I am. Um, I actually have gotten into something really interesting that... Since my son doesn't listen to this podcast, I can talk about it without sharing. I've actually been watching a lot of anime recently. Oh. I know. My dear friend let me start um, using, well, yeah, her Crunchyroll account. And if Caden knew. I don't knew, know what that is. So that's Netflix except anime. So okay. it's um, And I started checking it out because I was talking to her about how I would really love to be able to get him his own account one day, um, and he would go crazy over it. And um, she was like, oh, well, just check out mine. And I have been totally into it. Um, I have been I'm been watching a couple different animes now. Really, really, really am into them. And, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I'm just – I know I'm admitting it. Um, but Nothing I'm, wrong with that. I'm loving it. I love the art form of, like, especially some of these newer ones. The art is incredible. It's so beautiful. There's this one that, um, it's the oh, my gosh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, like, the wife of the ancient magi, and it is 
so pretty and it some of the stories are so neat i really enjoy them so yeah kaden does not know that i have that i'm <laughs> using a crunchyroll account because if he did he would want to watch it and that was one of her specific directions was i'm okay with you using it but i know kaden loves anime and like i'm sorry i just not comfortable with that because all of her things would like you know be all the notifications and recommendations would be all messed up. <laughs> so, well, how much is it? It's only like they have different tiers of things that you can get. Um, but the basic one, which is the one that she has, which I think I really like because you can get all the stream, all the stuff is only like it's like 10 bucks or 11 bucks a month. So it's not that bad. It's just it would be a really awesome gift to give Caden and he does he does deserve it. However, we both are just it'd be a big thing for him because he's asked for it he's talked to me about it and i want him to have it we just need a couple other things to happen we're gonna i'm thinking maybe that'd be more of a gift that we can do around like his birthday his 17th birthday so i (laughs) I know that just hurt my heart i know um 17 december 1st so we're gonna see how he does. He did really well this past year. Um, we just got his report card back and he did all A's and B's. And I love kids these days. I don't see them study at all, do anything except nothing besides anything related to school and then come home with A's and B's. I mean, Alden still manages to get D's and C's, so. <laughs> did he really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I don't. This is going to be scandalous. I don't care about grades, so. Well, it's true. I get it. I, I mean, I don't. He's a great kid, exactly. and I would rather him focus on other Absolutely. things because C's get degrees. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. nobody's going to ask for your grades. It's absolutely true. If you go to an employer, they're not going to be like, well, give me that transcript. Nope. Yeah. You got the diploma done. That's and all that matters. You're, you're a good kid. You're a great citizen of the world. I Keep it up. I just don't. I was like, as yeah. long as you're not getting Fs. Right. We need if to- you're making yourself proud with what you're doing, I don't. And you're getting past these classes and yeah. not failing the classes. Don't care. I agree. I really. I. It is more important that they're feeling comfortable with who they are and they're happy with who they are. Caden um, has actually started talking more about wanting to go to college recently, which has Aww. been, yeah. Um, which I'm actually happy with because at first he was talking about going into the military and mm-hmm. I was really like, oh, I want you to be happy, but that really makes me nervous. Um, that would like take so much pressure off of you guys, though, because he would be like healthcare, money, like he would. The great thing. Straight into adulthood. His, I think I, what's, if I, I believe I have this right, I don't think we have to worry about the money for him going oh, to gotcha, co- yeah. with to school or college. Uh, I think I he, keep forgetting about that. Yeah, I do too sometimes, <laughs> and um, I keep on letting him know how fortunate he is for that. Um, just because it's a really incredible gift that he has that he can, yeah. you know, no matter what school he goes to, he doesn't have to worry about that, or his parents don't, and that's that is not the case for so many kids out there and how the money actually unfortunately does sometimes i know i know there's kids out there that can't get into great schools can't afford it so they don't get to go Mm -hmm. and i just i 
I, when I talked to him about it, I didn't want him to feel like pressured that he had to go to college or that he had to like do anything that he didn't want to do. I just wanted him to also realize how fortunate he was for that and that, mm-hmm. you know, just take yeah. that into consideration when you're presented with a gift like this. Um, so, and I think obviously he's, he's figuring it out and so proud of him. He's at work right now. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. Go. I just love it. I'm proud of him. But, um, anyways, yeah, he'll probably get a Crunchyroll account in December for his birthday, and it'll be like the best gift ever, <laughs> and it'll only cost $10, which will be great. Yeah. A month. Um, I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, that's easy. But, I mean, we don't have to let him know it's only $10 a month. <laughs> he won't ask. <laughs> oh, we if it were Alden, he would have had all the research done. Really? And had it all written out and, Aww. like— come and told me on like he's gonna make this much money so he could offset it by this much like he would have a whole thing but he's a virgo so like that's how it goes kaden got his hair done okay have you seen no i don't think you had seen it yet since last week no um yeah no it was last thursday so we had you hadn't seen it because we recorded Mm that so yeah kaden wanted to get his hair done he wanted to go blonde and i it turned out really good. Um, I He didn't get blonde hair like he was talking about. He got highlights. Okay. And because I talked. Come ta- on, 90s. It's, they did a really good job. It's the people that cut my hair, and I talked to them way ahead of time. And I was like, <laughs> okay, look, my kid who's got dark brown hair, pasty like me, wants blonde hair. However, he doesn't understand what he's asking. Um, so we're just going to do this, and I want you guys to help and they did a great job. They like, I mean, it's, it is very just like, I mean, it's, it's just like highlights, like little ones. And yeah, I'm proud. I'm glad he wanted it. Although since he's gotten his hair done, I haven't seen him once fix it or do anything with it. Or even, I don't even know if he remembers that he got his hair tied, <laughs> to be completely honest. Um, but yeah, so big things. Yay. Yay. That was exciting for me because if I, he would have walked into our house when we first got him and he would have been like, okay, I really want to get my hair dyed blonde. I would have been like, ooh, girl, I'm coming. Let's do this. Let's figure this all out. I will get it. What kind of product do you want? Let's – oh, my God. But, you know, he grew into it. Yeah. It's just exciting to all of a sudden – I think like Alden has for a while started to like, you know, discover who he is and want to express himself. And Caden, I think, was a little slow to that. Um, They had different paths. Yeah, exactly. And hey, however long it takes Mm -hmm. you. But it was just, this was the first big thing that, and I was really shocked by it when he first came up and said it. um, So much that apparently I was giving off the vibes like I didn't want him to get his hair dyed. And it was more like, I was just shocked by it and didn't know if he really understood what he was wanting. And it was just, yeah. Anyways, I was too excited. <laughs> so. Like, let's go to the salon. I know. That was such an amazing thing. I was so happy. So. But anyways. Yeah. Watching him grow up. He's- yeah. It's been fun watching Alden's music taste evolve. Um, oh. Because his mom is super into music and to have a kid that's like i don't really listen to music and i don't really care about music and blah 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 i was like i don't understand what right are you speaking another language i don't understand what's happening right now um but i am like hearing 
and like seeing his music taste evolve and him asking to go see certain bands That's and awesome. hearing music coming out of his room now. I'm just like, oh, my so what gosh. is he listening to? He's listening to like goth rock. Oh, wow. Oh, my I God. Know. I'm so excited. My little goth heart. And he's asking for more black clothing. And I stood in the hallway and cried. I would. <laughs> I would be bawling. Like, oh, my God. You are my child. <laughs> oh, I know. Awesome. I, I'm so excited. I He just saw um, Tiger Cub. And they are this band from England. And especially their new music. It's the video I want to show you later. Okay. They are... If you miss 90s goth rock, they are the band for you. It is like it is crazy. And they like loved the fact that he was super into it. So they um were like signing things for him. They gave him the set list. They took a bunch of pictures with them. They were hanging out with him. And I was like, dude, you're 15. Like, this is so you don't know how lucky you are. Um, and he was like, It's because my mom is so cool. And I was like, Oh my god, Aww. thanks. Um but so he um, has he's been collecting shirts from these bands that he likes, and they're all black, like because yes. he likes the dark, yeah, darker music. And I'm just my little black goth heart could not be happier. That's so awesome. I wish you know, that's one thing I miss is that I I loved music. I love music still to this day. I probably don't talk about it all the time, but it's a huge part of like I don't know. It's a huge part of life. I've always loved music, and it just it helps with moods. And mm-hmm. anyways, like he, it's the one thing that really stands in my like. I don't understand this, but he um he listens to the music he listens to is from his video games. Ryland does the same thing, and I can't. And he like understand he it. seeks them out on like YouTube and things like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Ryland does the same thing. Listening to him, like he'll ask the Echo to play it in the living room when he's cleaning it. I have to go to the bedroom because I'm like, yeah. what? Right. And he's even like played me. He's like, this is relaxing. I was playing this for my friends today. And I'm like, yes, you know, there's real music. Like- every, yeah. Every generation has their thing. I totally get it. So here's my theory real quick. And then we'll get right back into like what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But I was talking about this with Alden um, is that music for us was like a way to express how we're feeling and to know we're not alone. We didn't have social media. We didn't have like TikTok and YouTube and all these things where there's like thousands and thousands, millions of people validating your feelings. We didn't have that. Right. So music to us meant something different than it does to kids. Okay. Like for us to go to a show and and to be surrounded by people that were feeling this music the same way we did, it was like – so validating and it was therapeutic but kids these days have validation in their hands okay so that's my theory as to why younger kids and the younger generations aren't like as into music as we were were. it doesn't like mean the same like when i go to shows there are some younger people but it's majority of yeah. People in their 30s and 40s that are going to these shows. Um, so that's my theory. Hey, I mean, I can understand it. I just, we're going to see Tori Amos together here soon. And- Who, uh, that's another discussion I just had. Tori Amos does not get the credit she deserves. I, we 
and I actually need to be talking about Hellbent. But like, she does not get the credit she deserves as a gay icon. Like when they start talking about like gay icons of like Cher and Celine Dion and like Shania Twain and all these people, I'm like, Tori needs to be in there. She got so many queer people through the 90s. (laughs) Like, where is she on that list? It's because she's not. It's not pop. It's like she has always, you know, been more underground alternative. And like it's just she helped she helped the gay alternative kids. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it it's it's different. It really is a different genre. And like, I mean, and that's one thing that I love about going to Tori is like I will always go see her because it is like that feeling of being around it. Arounded. 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 Yes. Around with that. Like-minded people. I remember all the I remember going to my first Tori Amos concert and I was I was a lot young. Like I mean, I was, I don't know, twelve or thirteen. And I I didn't even know who Tori was, but my brother took me. And that was the first glimpse I got. And like I just fell in love after that. And like, oh my God. Going to her concert was always like it was a party. I couldn't wait to see all the people I hadn't seen since last time. And yeah, okay. I'm sounding old. But hey, we're going to go and we're going to enjoy it. But that's a, that's because we, we love her. Yeah. And I will always see her. But anyways, kids out there, enjoy your music. <laughs> yeah. And we'll it. enjoy ours. <laughs> so um, <laughs> moving on to the subject of the hour, um, Hellbent. Hey! Hey! Come on! <laughs> oh yeah, things we're supposed to be doing. Yes. So uh, we just last week we were trying to. I was trying to remember what had been going on mm-hmm. because what an in-depth book to take such a long break on. <laughs> by the way, yes. Like, and I really was definitely confused. Um, and I'm glad I'm now back. In. I know where we are. We're at Yale. Yes, we're with Alex. And um, Alex just got bit by the vampire. Yes. So she has a leaky wound, which is written about in such a way that you can like really visualize it. It's something. It's not how there's like pink liquid coming out of it and stuff. And it's just, all right, okay. Yes. Um, I remember when I read it the first time, I was like, oh my God, is Alex going to be a vampire? Oh, my God, I didn't think of that. Is that really what you thought of? Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm because, so glad that... Because every story has its own version of vampires. Yeah. So, like, in some versions, just getting bit will turn you. You're right. And I in mean, some versions, you have to drink vampire blood. So, like, I didn't know where it was going with mm. the vampire story. So, I was like, uh, so is Alex now a wheel walker vampire? Yeah, this whole vampire thing still catches me off guard um, just because it's weird to read about one. Um, But I do know that it grows in the story. Yes. Um, But, yeah, she's recovering from that. Uh, I do love the fact that we get um, insight into the Kitcher's demonology. Um, Oh, before that, she actually – the library. I love that she has to go use the Alba Marley book. And, you know, we get to actually read about her using it and how, like, she's got a – I think this library is so cool. I know. That's why it wasn't in my notes because I knew I didn't have to put it (laughs) in my notes because Eric's got it covered. (laughs) Eric does. 
As a matter of fact, yes, of course I do. <laughs> um, but so cool. Um, I love that she can see what other people have written. And I and this time I feel like we really get a good glimpse of how it actually works. We know you write in the Alba Marley book. Alba, I don't know if that's how you say it. But it is now. Alba Marler. Yeah. But then you put it back on the shelf and then shaking happens. Yep. Um, and then – from what I believe that all of a sudden, like, you can open up the library door and then just happen to be the books you want on the shelves. It's like, it's what the library su- or the book suggests. Right. It's like, here are suggested readings. <laughs> oh, my God. If, that's amazing. Yeah. I think so cool. I could totally have used that for all of my, like, college papers, my grad school paperwork. Like, I could have, that would have been very handy. Yeah. And I think it's amazing also that the library is – it's its own being in a way where it's reading what you want and then it – it's yeah. the history. It knows all these books so well that like it knows what to pull and out. And there's a whole thing where she was like, why did it give this to me? Right. So like the library knows more than you do of yep. like what you actually need. Yeah. And this time she – she realizes I can't just write vampires down. Like, uh-huh. because if you do write it to like a generalized, like, you get some, all the things. Then supposedly, she, like, I think the roof might fall down or like come <laughs> and she's like, I gotta make sure that I specify it. So she writes down whatever his name is Linus Raider? Ryder? Ryder, yes. Linus Ryder. Yeah. And, and that is our vampire. Yes. So. Yeah, she gets all the stuff back, but it doesn't really seem to click with her why. She seems at first to be looking at the books and realizing that it's talking more about the family mm-hmm. itself and not him specifically. But um, she gets some good photos out of it. Yeah, she found a picture of him from 1933. Yes, and that's the— But it's a different name. It's Lionel. Exactly, and that's the— that's a really big, cool part of this chapter and this discovery is finding that picture was also – like, I mean, one, it shows that he was a part of of Lethe. Mm-hmm. He also was under – I believe it says he was under Skull and Bones. Like, I mean, I don't know whether he's part of Lethe or – I think he was. Yeah. Well, because if you're – I can't remember. I'll I tell, think he was. So she finds that he at least was a part of the societies. Yeah. Um, We know that. Mm -hmm. And – oh, here we go. Wait. The participants were listed by society and there under Skull and Bones, Lionel Ryder. So at least Skull and Bones. Yeah. So we know he at least is part of this this group. And then what she realizes is 1933 happened to be the year after Sterling had been built. Mm -hmm. So she's putting together this whole gauntlet thing and, like, the first hell heisters, as we get to later that trip mentions it's, like, a hell heist. And, yeah, it's interesting and neat. Um, hell heist. Hell I want. Heist. I wonder if that was put in there as, like, a nod to uh, Lee readers because, like, we're all big on her heists. So I it wonder if that be. was like slid in there as like a a, a wink like and a nod. That. Yeah, I I could imagine it would be for sure. She definitely is all about that, and so I mean that's where I got. I mean we started reading that chapter and I was just like all in because I, mean, I figured yeah get me in there. So, yes. 
But yeah, we are getting ready to finally get to where we're supposed to be. We're not going to be there this episode, but we finally will be going to hell. So, which... like, after she finds this Linus thing and she goes back, she's she has this dream about oh, yeah. Darlington, which I thought was actually really fascinating. You're super into, like, the books, and I'm yes. like, oh my gosh, this dream, what does it mean? Um, <laughs> I didn't realize it was a dream until this yeah. read-through. Yes, I thought that it was... was... Yeah, that was part of the thing, too. Um, but she's seeing him as Darlington and, like, not as—but, like, as a a beastie type of Darlington, but not in the form that he's in now. Yeah. Um, but, and they're actually having this whole conversation. Uh, but my favorite part where she's like, did you use that corpse to spell out my name? And he's like, I have been crying out to you from the start. Wow. And the way that like that chapter just ends on that. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious right now? And what? Okay. And I think what's interesting about that too is like, I mean, it's a dream. Yeah. So like, I mean, but she, and she hasn't made the connection yet. Yeah. Well, we, well, I mean, we could talk about it. We know that she has another dream later on that she does put together. He is, that's him talking. They're connecting. They are. On that plane of existence or whatever, yeah. Which I love that. Yeah. Love, love, love. But is that not similar to, like, Alina and the Darkling in kind of a way? But anyway. Oh, their connection that they had about, like, where they the could, only— It is. I never thought about like a that. Weird, yeah. That's a good correlation. But the, this is more of, like, a dream. Right. So it's a little different, but— It is, but still, good. I like that. Yeah, yes, ma'am. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're we go to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> with the old Praetor? He's well he's yeah, he's the new is he the Praetor? Is he the new, Yeah, the old one. He's That's the right. Old because they are, we, the because new Praetor Because she talks is the about in this chapter yeah. that he's more relaxed because he's not the Praetor anymore. So he can be a little more like familiar and friendly and the last time we met him was right after they went to hell for the very first time, like, and just pretty much opened the door. Mm-hmm. He was the one that came and, like, was like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, and had to be like that. But he's very relaxed here. Mm-hmm. Very. Um, and he happens to be at where, – where are they meeting? They're at Shell and Bones. So funny. <laughs> Which is hilarious. And it's even more hilarious that that's a real place. It doesn't surprise me at all that Lee did that, but I love the name. But, like, I, even that that exists. I think so. Because we know, like, all these things are true. Like, the right. so the fact that, like, that exists <laughs> cracks me up. And I actually found pictures of the place, and it's exactly <laughs> as she describes, like, in the thing. So, like, pulling up these pictures of, like, where they were having lunch. I want to like, see a menu. Like, you can actually, you can, like... She talks about wow, we're gonna have to underneath post- the the deck type thing, yeah. looking out on the water. That's it. So like you can actually see like where they would have been sitting and like picture everything. And I just I looked it up quickly. I didn't look up the menu, but it is like it has <laughs> three. Why would you? It has three dollar signs next to the name, so it's expensive. Oh, it is a price. That's expensive. Play. Well, you know, one you're on the water. Two, you're also um. I would hope probably getting some seafood. I mean, yeah. Seafood's a little spendy. Yeah, it's like an oyster, whatever. Oyster place, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Those places are not cheap. I mean, that's fresh. I was like, I'm going to have to go visit that place. And then I realized Can that we would kill me. together? I, I, I are know you you're, coming on my trip with me? <laughs> I know another time when I can go on the trip with you. But it's an, it's an oyster bar. And like, Yum. that's just I haven't death had to me. So I might do I a drive-by. Yeah, you could do a drive-by. Be like, hey, how's it going, Shell and Bones? So when we go, I'll have to like, I'll go in and then I'll set. I'll sit. We'll have with a you. Zoom call. I'll sit with you, but I'll have my purse next. Girl, if you sit near me, you like. I mean, you got to remember. <laughs> no, someone could spill some shrimps on you. You would. Die. I just won't touch anything. It's honey. You can't touch the entire. You can't walk in there. <laughs> no, I'm not letting you do that. That's different. Like, I can't really go into, like, a pizza place, but, like, I can go into an oyster bar because, like, you, just breathing oysters isn't going to kill me. I'm not concerned about the breathing that you're going to be doing. I'm concerned about <laughs> everybody else. Like, what if our server didn't clean off the table well enough and oh, there wow. just happens to be, like, oyster stuff? I've never even had oysters. Blah. I've always wanted to. Um, but I'm, I mean, I would definitely wait until you're on the water. I well, would yeah, not. That's why I'm not. I'm waiting Ugh. till I have them. Well, there has been one place in Nashville. I know that sounds weird, but there's only one place in Nashville. It's an oyster bar. Um, oh, my gosh. Now I'm trying to remember it. I just couldn't. Like, even if I ate shellfish, the thought of eating it in a landlocked place just Unless it's a, grosses like, me out. Well, I mean, obviously, you don't go to, like, the buffet next to Walmart and get theirs. Like, you don't no, eat it, oysters at Koi? No. No. <laughs> the $12 all-you-can-eat Oh, my God. That place. How we didn't get, like, tetanus or something, I don't know. Um, the Southern. That's the place. That's okay. in Nashville. All right. That I – they're an oyster and steak bar. Well, you better go. Well, yeah, except I'd be going by myself. And also, <laughs> yeah, I just – I need to go with someone that has had them too, had them before uh, and yeah. likes them. Because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about them, but I want them – yeah. So I love that we've – detailed this whole detailed <laughs> detoured this conversation into eric's stomach and what would i like to yeah. put in it um anyways um so the biggest thing i got out of this lunch and i think like maybe everybody might have gotten something different or picked something else up because there was a lot that he said but the story about charles the first and like the three judges yeah or the th- yeah, the three judges. You're right. That, to me, was, like, the mm-hmm. most important thing out of the conversation. I, I And you're right. But what was it? <laughs> like, I'm trying, I don't <laughs> think I completely got it, to be honest, this read-through. Uh, like, uh, 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 okay. Uh, so Charles II wasn't happy that the, um, there w- it was 1649, um, and there was a judge that ordered the execution of Charles the first. And then, so his yes. son was like, uh-uh, I'm going to avenge his death. Um, because it also set this precedent of like killing Kings. So yes. when he became, when he came into power, he sentenced the judges to death. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And so. Correlation to the murders yeah. and those little, so there were like three judges, okay. and there's been two murders. Yep. And Darlington has been saying there's going to be a third. Correct. So this is like, I this is something I didn't fully grasp on the first run through, but as I was reading again, I was like, okay, now this makes sense. 
Yes. Um, because if you look at the layout of the city, there's three streets that correlate to each judge. judge. Yep. And the two murders were in like two areas. And then Darlington is like, there's going to be a third. And this is why he's been saying that light bulb yes. moment. <laughs> so we should also have an idea of where it's going to happen to, right? You I would mean, think. I would think. Um, yes. And I think that is like the most important thing that came out of this conversation. However, I don't think Alex was there even thinking this was going to happen. Um, no, but she, she, rem- like, she, and that's why that correlation came to my mind is because she's going through it in her head yep. of like, oh, that's why. And I was like, I don't know. It's, I was just like, duh. Well, I didn't catch that. I didn't either. I know I didn't. Cause I mean, obviously I was like, wait, tell me. Cause I'm still trying to catch up. <laughs> but, um, another thing that I think is like, that's happening in this conversation is he, she is also, she wants something. She, um, she is wanting, she's very scared for her mom now mm-hmm. after, um, being attacked by the vampire. Um, and she really wants her to be okay. So all in all, she ends up getting, like, I mean, pretty much, like, I mean, she wants protection for her. So they're going to give her quite a bit of money, I guess. Yeah. Like, I mean, to be able to, like, help her supposedly either get away, whatever, however that gets situated. So that's why she's, like, playing nice. She is. She's definitely playing nice. And she's, um, and he's, he's also saying, like, you're not going to be doing any of this. Like, I mean, I know that. Darlington was meant a lot to you, but you're really not going to try to go to hell. And she's like, of course not. No. <laughs> of course not. Why would no, I do that? We're just planning it right now. But so I did write down um, a quote. I didn't write down the quote, but I yes. marked it um, because I thought it was a fun quote. It's on page 217 at the bottom. Okay. Um, I didn't come here for magic or for fun. Or because I wanted to make friends and learn to talk about poetry at cocktail parties. I came here because this is my one and only chance at a future that doesn't look like that file. She's talking about the yeah, like her past. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw it away for a rich kid who was nice enough to talk down to me a few times. Um, but the right above that, when she talks about the file, I'm not here because I want to play or because I want to wear a cloak and play <laughs> wizard. Like that to me was... Oh, it's amazing. Funny. Yeah. And hilarious. She's, <laughs> she is, she's, it's incredible. She's very witty and very smart. Yes. But it's dry, which is perfect. It really helps you out. I think this whole, like everything, every time I read more about Alex, I just get to know her more and want to talk to her. Yeah. She's like, you know, I can see dead people. So yes. like, I didn't come here just to be like, woo. She's really smart. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, she's playing it. She's doing good. And I I think we leave this chapter feeling like um, Ansem. What's his name? Anselm? Yeah. Anselm. Yeah. An- Anselm. Anselm, right? Sure. Anselm. A-N-S-E-L-M. I think he believes her. Like, I mean, when she's he just And he basically just tells her, okay. stay out of trouble and I'll give you the money. Yeah. And they're like, cool. Yeah. And he's. <laughs> it's And he believes her? I know. I find that. Well, (laughs) I think she's just that believable, I guess. Um, But the next part is where I get a little excited. I actually wrote down a whole nother quote. Oh, my God. Then go, then tell us. 
what is the other quote from this chapter? Right at the start on page 219. Oh, okay. Um, Because I thought it was interesting. Why raise children on the promise of magic? Why create a want in them that can never be satisfied for revelation, for transformation, and then set them adrift in a bleak, pragmatic world? The terrible knowledge that there would be no secret destiny, no kindly mentor to see some hidden talent inside her, no deadly nemesis to best. To me, that felt like why a lot of people um, escape into fantasy or TV series or anything like that, because like we're all raised on fairy tales. And so like we're made to believe as young children that like magic exists and right. And the world is magic and everything is awesome and cool. And then we grow up and everybody's like, see ya. And you're like, uh, this is not what I thought was going to happen. Absolutely. And especially in this world, this, like when this magic system, it's, Magic isn't all unicorns. It's actually very disgusting and bloody. And yeah, she talks about that. Yeah, I um, I did not catch this next part until this time where they talk about how there was a pop star that one of the Uh other like I I think it was she was like a famous. Yeah. Here. Okay. Earlier that night, she'd had to watch the members of Manuscript tie a chart. Topping pop singer to a chair, crane her neck back, and place a nightingale in her mouth, securing it with a tiny rope bridle. Then they'd wait for the bird to shit down her throat. It was supposed to bring back her legendary voice. That was the truth of the magic. Blood and guts and semen and spit, organs kept in jars, maps of hunting humans, the skulls of unborn infants. Wow. Now, does I did not catch a bird pooping down someone's throat this not, first. I didn't first, either. But it's, I love it. I mean, yeah, that's like part of what she's saying. The problem wasn't books and fairy tales. It was just that they told half the story. Right. So, so would, it's it's very interesting. It is. Could you imagine, like, I mean, nope. would there be anything in this world that you would want so badly that you would let, let's not even bring it to just a bird, any thing poop. poop down your th- actually yeah poop down your throat nope i'm sorry i can't i i i would vomit i mean if somebody was like i'll give you 500 million dollars really you would yeah and you had to keep it down and not throw up yeah oh my god totally 100 my body wouldn't be able to do it for like a couple of minutes of discomfort and then probably a day of gagging and then to be set for the rest of my life, yeah, I'd be, I'd be all right. Well, girl, I'll help you. I'll be there on the side <laughs> with your tums and your, like, everything you need. Because, my chasers. Yes, whatever. <laughs> I will. Oh, my God. I couldn't. I'm proud of you, though. Go, girl. I could never be on that eating mm. bugs and. No, that's not. Those things aren't ever worth it. But having a bird poop in your throat. No, like, what are they getting out of that? True. Like, they're okay. just on, like, TV and, like. Okay. The prize is like maybe five hundred thousand right. dollars, and it's not even a guarantee you're going to get it. Like, no, thank you. True. No, I'd be like, peace out. I am not eating that weird egg that's almost no. about to hatch. Absolutely not. Um. So the cool part that you knew I was going to definitely cover and talk about, or not cover completely, just is this planning of how we're going to do the gauntlet, uh-huh. and um, 
don't worry, I found myself a map of the blueprint of Sterling. And so far, I think it's really interesting because they Dawes has it all mapped out, and she even has a whiteboard. So, hey, there might be another whiteboard drawing in your future Instagram followers, if I can get Chris to help me with it. Eric <laughs> um, does love a whiteboard. Oh, I do. I'm just like Dawes. Um, so they, they're all going to arrive there at 11 p.m., um, don't forget on Halloween night, mm-hmm. um, and they are going to stay in the. I thought it said linoleum room, but it's not <laughs> linoleum. Linonia, linonia room. Linoleum. Yeah. Well, there is a linoleum room. Just letting y'all know. Oh, I know. I found it. It's actually the linoleum and brothers. It seems to be at the very back of the place. Interesting. Um, but. She's got this all mapped out, um, and she also suggests they don't eat meat or dairy foods yeah. <laughs> um, before, and Trip's like, only vegans can go to hell, and she's like, no, yeah. so you can have clear, empty bowels. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So you're going to poo yourself. Or you might, you better be but, ready for it. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you fart. Better hope nothing else coming out because you're going to have to go to hell in that. I mean, well, I mean, you know, I mean, that's like walking around with like a really dirty, saggy diaper. Okay. I don't know why I went down that road. I don't know. Okay. So um, we we know that the first station is at the entrance of Sterling. They're all going to have to mark the entrance with blood, which is going to bind them to each other and also wake this gauntlet. Um, and there's four pilgrims walk the gauntlet together, and they're doing that at 1 a.m. Um, so the library will already be closed, and the reason they're in the linoleum room is because that they're going to ward part of it so people can't see them or mm-hmm. something. But um, so I do have a quote. It's a quick one. Each pilgrim has a destination that determines the order we use to walk the gauntlet. Soldier first, then scholar, then priest, then prince. And that's where I'm ending that. But um, yeah, I know that. So this is where we find everybody. Is who and who are, who is everybody, girl? I know you know. <laughs> uh, the scholar is Dawes. Duh. Duh. The priest is Turner. Again, duh. I think we set both of those up. Yes. Um, the prince is Trip. Yes. And the soldier is Alex. Right. So there was like a bit of a discussion if Trip, Trip was going to be the prince or the soldier, and Alex was like, "No, I'm going to be the soldier because there's a part where that one." First of all, that one goes first, but then there's a part where that one's going to be alone. alone. Yeah, and Trip. Can you was, see Trip yeah. being that? No, Trip was just trying to be, you know, the hey, let me do the soldier part. I mean, he still is not really, he's not really understanding this whole thing until literally right now. Yeah. Um, but Alex is like, nope, I'm going to be the soldier, and Dawes lets Alex know that that means that she's going to be the one also that closes the circuit. So yeah. that means the final stretch, Alex will be walking alone. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm trying to picture this all in my head. It's kind of a lot, but um, it's pretty neat. Um, this next quote, by then, Dawes said, we'll all have taken our positions in the courtyard. Each of the four doorways will be marked with blood. We'll need a signal so we can all begin the walk to the center of the courtyard at the same time. Um, what's at the center, Tur- Turner asked? What are we all marching toward? Mercy winkled her. Yeah, there's a fountain, but it's not much to look at. 
more of a big square basin with some cherubs stuck on the corners. It was added later, Dawes said, after the library was built because something was seeping up through the stones, end quote. The reason I bring that up is because, I mean, that's I didn't catch that this, the first time either, but that is obviously kind of their – there was a first hell heist, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they put pretty much something there because something was seeping up through the stones. I wonder yeah. – that's so interesting to me. I just want to know what it was. What was seeping up? <laughs> I want to see it. Was it sulfur smell? It was smell? a demon. Was it a demon? It was a demon. Um, yep. And then – Next, we descend, and they all are like, well, what's that going to be? And Dawes is like, I don't really know. Um, <laughs> could be hallucinations, a sensation of falling. Um, others feel a complete disconnection from body. Um, and, yeah. So I don't know about whether this next thing is real, um, but I need to look it up. It's the Devil's Trumpet is the real name of what this... Um, Datura? Datura. Oh, yeah. Datura, I do know. Yeah. That's right. I do know. I'm uh-huh. sorry. Datura is real. Yeah. Um, it's also known as Devil's Trumpet. Um, everybody has to anoint themselves with it, and it loosens the soul's tether to this world. I think that's so cool. Um, I love that. I mean... I just think that's neat. Do you know anything about Datura? I don't. Like, no. I I mean, I just know that it's one of those things that, like, you stay away from, like... Like an herb, right? Like it, hemlock and all those other things that you just... Don't. I think it's... I want to say it's a flower, but, like, don't quote me on that quite yet. Girl, we'll, we'll figure it out. You know? I don't know. I know I've heard of it before. I just... Yeah. It, it is a flower, isn't it? Yeah. And it's... It looks pretty. That's why it's called a trumpet because it's yeah, it looks like a trumpet. Oh, cool, cute. Uh, poisons, medicines, and ritual intoxicant. Um, each species has its own characteristic strong narcotic. Makes them the most one of the most dangerous and poisonous plants known. Oh wow! Okay, well, don't forget you're gonna anoint yourself with that. <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna put it on yourself. Yeah, um, they Amnesia, don't really confusion, psychosis, hallucinations. Yeah. God. Okay. Sounds peachy. So they also then, um, Trip is like, well, then what do we do? And they're like, well, then we die. Um, And he's like, metaphorically speaking, right? And they're like, "Eh, well, not really. Um, And Dawes does say that, I mean, it's pretty much they're either going to be buried alive, although the translation is a little loose, so it could be submerged. Um, so you're either going to drown to death or you're going to be buried alive, um, which I love that Turner at this point is just like, you know, what? we're just going to stick straight to the facts. OK, great. We die. What next? And <laughs> it's like he's very much wanting to know everything that's going to happen. And um, then when they get there, um, this is another quote. At some point, we should encounter Darlington or the part of him still stuck in hell. We secure his soul in a vessel. Then we return to this plane and take it to Black Elm. That's when we'll all be at our most vulnerable, end quote. So, um, yeah, so they've got to bring that part of him. I kind of forgot that, I mean, yeah, that's what this whole thing is about because he's in two places. Like, his soul is cut in half because he's in he's at Black Elm. Um, but they've got to also put it in a vessel. And, yeah, Alex knows what she's going to do. 
um, and what she's going to put it in. It's got to be something special. And this is also where we um, they discussed the fact that, I mean, taking a soul is going to be like a theft. And I thought that was another cool part that, I mean, you know, it's most likely not going to be easy trying to get that soul out because they're stealing somebody's soul from hell. Um, but, yeah. Hey. Hell heist. <laughs> I know. I'm all But in. at this point, um, Alex also asked Turner, um, the the guy that died, like, does he have kids? And he's like, yes, he's got an alibi. And at that point, she shares the Charles one and the, like, judge story. Right. Which, interesting, I guess. It, it is. Because Alex is like, hey, I've got information. Yeah, it's helping solve... It's trying to pin together also the whole, like, I mean, the other, not really subject, but, you know, and it's a good plot mm-hmm. point that we have in the story, which is separate but not separate. It's like, I mean, we know it's got to have be intertwined together, but, I mean, solving the murders and figuring all that out. Yeah. Um, but And then the only thing that's left is, like, right before they're going on their little adventure, yeah. she goes and talks to Darlington, Darlington Beast. Yeah, because she goes to get the box. She realizes that the vessel needs to be the specific box that um, Darlington used to try to, like, I can't remember what it was. It was just that weird little box that he did in, it's like this first experience with magic or trying to, like, see grays. That's what it was. It was the elixir that he mixed up and he almost killed himself. Theorem's um, mixture or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, she talks to Darlington. Yeah. And this is where we find out that, I mean, that was the last dream sequence was him talking to her. Yeah. You can arms. And but. she asks him um about oh I can't what was it he was asking her about? But anyway, the the quote was I know a fellow monster when I see one. Yes. What a great line too. Yeah. It's amazing. So So yeah. Well now that, they're going to hell. We are. We are finally going to hell. So next week. Yes. Next week. So buckle your seatbelt kids because um yeah, next week all you need to read is chapter 26. Oh. That's it. That's it. That's um, because it. Because chapter 26 is a doozy. Yeah. I mean, it is from page 234 and ends on 270. So we got this. Okay. Well, um, oh, my goodness. I'm, I can't believe that we're finally at it. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, okay. Well, it has been a wonderful time. I... We love you all, and we will see you all next week. Long live the Grishaverse. Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok at GrishaCast. Thank you to our amazing staff, Chris, Michelle, Alex, Brenda, 